And now another episode of Mind Escape with Michael and Maurice. Take it away, Michael. All right, folks, welcome back to Mike and Maurice's Mind Escape. We have episode number 40 today uh, where we are going to interview our buddy Paul uh, about his experiences with the metaphysical. How you doing, Paul? I'm very well, thanks. How are you doing, Paul? Good, good. Um, so let's jump right into this. What? Uh, how did you get into, you know, the esoteric occult? You know, all this hidden uh, knowledge, if you will. It. I didn't get into it. It got into me, to be honest. Um, I was age thirty-eight three years ago. Right about three years ago. Right about now. Uh, plodding along with my life. Happy. Um, I've got a you know a lovely family, two sons, and uh, enjoying life. I'm from England, but I live in New England now. Um, I'm enjoying it over here. I've been here nine years, and then three years ago, things just started happening to me. Like synchronicities, I'm sure many people are familiar with what synchronicities are. They started happening several times a day to me, and it was like I didn't have a clue. I was completely oblivious to everything to do with a. Uh, the occult esoteric knowledge i just thought you know like people on the outside do occult means dark bad stuff or whatever you know but didn't have a clue and then i just i had this what's you know what's commonly termed as a spiritual awakening it wasn't spiritual at first i just started waking up with information in my head i don't know where it was coming from I didn't have a clue i'm like i just i couldn't just see what's going on i used to watch don't watch the news anymore you know don't bother with that anymore but I used to watch it a lot i was very interested in politics and all that and um could never i've always wondered what's going on in the world i've always like dove down a bit deeper and then like no left it alone and carried on but i've always been interested but not interested long enough i've been distracted enough you know and and then it uh it just got really deep and within weeks all of a sudden i could just see what was happening all over the world with everything on the political level or you know and all these other nations what's really going on in the world i don't i don't know why i knew it was just wow what what's all this about gonna do something about this um and then about three months two three months after that it went spiritual when i started uh, when i was a kid I had a really strong connection with nature and it all just came back basically it was like whoa where have i been it was like all oh, this where have i been for 30 years uh-huh. um when I was a kid, I was I was really connected. I wouldn't let anybody hurt a fly or a spider or anything, you know. Um, I used to say, they're all God's creatures. My, my, my mum's neighbours used to say, he's going to grow up being a priest. He's going to grow up being mm-hmm. a priest. He's so, uh, you know. And I was, I was told. And then I lost that connection, you know. You grew up into the world and society through conditioning and all that takes you away from it. And then you get distracted with everything that goes on. And I just walked back up to it. It wasn't an awakening. It was more of a reawakening, you know what I mean? What, uh, what, uh... When you say synchronicities, what give me an example of just things happening that um like I kept hearing about something or learning of some information and then um thinking, Why well, I've never heard that before, that's weird. You know, all this time I've never heard that heard of that. And then like within half, half an hour later, I learn it again from a different source that's disconnected. I'm like, twice in a day? What's all that right. about? Kept in. Um physical things were you know, I was I was a very uh, angry person. I've been angry at the world a lot, but I mean, and I was, um, you know, probably affecting my family with it. I was a bit of a, I wasn't physically violent, but I was a, 
emotionally aggressive. You know what I mean? I used to lose my temper a lot. No, no. I mean, something I had to give with that. That's what started happening, really. I was getting to a point now where, like, what's going on in the world and everything? And then, then it happened. And um, secret is where I've been, I've been chopping some vegetable. I, I like cooking. I'm, I'm chopping a first time ever happened to me. I'm chopping an onion. And I cut into it, and the juice squirted right out into one of my eyes. And I'm like, what's the odds of that? Right into my eyeball. What's the <laughs> odds? I'm like, I'm like, somebody having a laugh here. And I picked up a chilli the next thing, right? This mm-hmm. is a minute later, after I got rid of pain and the onion in my eye, I picked a chilli up, cut into a chilli, straight into my other eye. And I'm like, <laughs> what's going on here? What's the odds of that? I'm like, so more you get on the internet, you need to work out what are the odds of that happening. That's, this is ridiculous. Something else is going on here. And I didn't really believe it, but I, something behind me was like telling me, yeah, there is something else going on. And I think they're having a laugh at me, to be honest, uh, uh, in that instance. But uh, just all sorts of things like that just kept happening and it got to a point and then and then everything that was, you know, because I come from England, I was interested in what's going on in Europe with all the, everything in Syria and all these migrants entering Europe and I knew something was going to happen and then something happened, the, you know, the, the attacks happened in Paris and I could just see how, how, how everything was panning out and why. And, uh, but I wanted more answers, you always do, don't you know? So off I went with my thirst of knowledge, started reading more again. And then I heard about heard about ayahuasca, and I got uh, a feeling through me when I when I first watched a video about it, listening to Terence McKenna and Graham Hancock talk about it. Graham Hancock was like, "Wow, wow Graham Hancock knows about it," and he's talking <laughs> about this uh, this ancient brew. And I'm like, "Something something about me already knows about this. I've got to find out about this." I got this feeling, honestly, mate. It was a it was like a charge through me. Every every my body stood up. I'm like. I, it was like a bell ringing, you need to go and do this. And then I'm looking into it, and then I, it took me a year to get out to experience it in the Amazon, but, uh, you know, a year of wanting to do it, but being fearful of it, like, so I knew something, <clears throat> it was going to reveal something to me, and in a big way, it revealed yeah, everything. Really. Um, you know, I just... When I was younger, I was into ex- experimenting with, you know, uh, with, with, with different drugs and that. I was into LSD a lot as a kid, but nothing, nothing, no, no type of a spiritual experience or anything like that. You know, I just, uh, it's like any other kid. Went to escape from uh, the reality I was in because I just, when I ate my teenage years, I didn't like the world I was looking at. I'm like, what is this place? You know what I mean? Um, Do you think that's because... Um... You know, I mean, if you look at like Gnosticism or some of these other belief systems, it's that we're, we're these divine, you know, infinite souls and we're kind of trapped in these, meta, you know, these physical bodies. Yeah. Um, some people talk about how like, not that we're trapped necessarily, but this isn't our really true essence. And so we're always searching for this other thing or, you know, for me, when I was younger and I dabbled with all the stuff you were talking about, um, it wasn't because of like peer pressure or whatever. I always was curious. I always was like, yeah, let me check this out. There's something here. I found, found it almost profound that it was this thing that nobody ever talked about and it was taboo. Um, Mm -hmm. and that, you know, the people that actually did it had these crazy experiences and stuff. So that's what drew me to it. And it sounds like, um, you had the typical younger experience where you're just partying with friends or just, you know, fucking around or whatever, which is, you know, I did that a lot too. So, um, but then like you're saying, you had this reawakening and then something was calling you back to that whole 
yeah. side of things. Without a doubt, mate. I mean, I felt like, you know, even though it was like, it was like I wanted to escape as well at the time, but uh, I also felt like I was looking for something. Yeah. And then after doing ayahuasca, I feel like I've been looking for that all my life because I was, I was born to do it. I was born to experience it, it turns out. You know what I mean? Um, I'm very sensitive to, to DMT. I don't need a lot, when I, whether I smoke it or whether I drink it in, in the brew. I need a tiny bit, mate, and I'm straight through. I break through. I went through the first time I ever drank it a year and a half ago. Turns out the first night we were given half measures to break us in. I mean, if he'd have told me that was a maximum measure, but like, yeah, I get you. <laughs> you know, it was a uh, within 20 minutes I went, and it, they said 45 to an hour. You know, goes around doing these ceremonies. I'm sat there, and I'm, I said to trying to whisper to the guy next to him, going, I'm. It's getting a bit groovy now. I'm, I'm, I'm going. I'm going. He's like, what? I'm like, I'm like you like, can't be. And, I'm like, and then I went. Boom. All the nausea hit me and I was like in and out of this reality into another one. Felt every molecule in my body vibrating and changing. I'm like, what's going on here? This is it. It was overwhelming. It was like, oh, I didn't really like it at first. It was, what, what, what is this, you know? Um, and I spent the next 30 minutes sat on a toilet and... Uh, <laughs> Sounds violent, like violent nausea. No, you, you read the stories, it makes you feel really yeah. ill, but it's what comes after it, which I thought, I can handle that for that. But when it's when it's taken over your body, you're like, oh, I don't want this. What, what, how, how can I get it out of me? <laughs> and it's, but, um, but then an hour later, I'm like, oh, this is totally worth it. You know, I know why I've, uh, why I've done this. Um, because it's, Again, you know, I'm not no one here the first or the last. Look, many, many people have done this and spoke about it, you know, but uh, you really can't describe in, uh, in, in major detail. But what I can confirm is certainly after ayahuasca, as time goes on, you will um, start remembering more. They were telling me this. A lot of it's gone in. You've, you've had a lot of information put in it. You won't, you know, it's too much for you now. Over the time, it'll start coming to you. And, and some things have when I've been watching documentaries or reading a book, you know, or speaking to people like uh, Dick or Richard Voot, who uh, has made a few connections for me from what I, I saw. Yeah. Um, so it's almost like a dream in that sense where, you know, you wake up and you kind of remember a little bit, but then sometimes it's something... Of course, I mean, it's, you know, I mean, some say DMT secreted by our brains when we dream just very slightly, and that's, you know, I mean, it, we are, as far as I'm concerned, no, we are eternal, energetic, you know, con uh, we're conscious energy, and energy doesn't die. We know that it transforms, and um, I've I've experienced enough myself. I know I can't tell anybody anything. Nobody can. We've all experienced it ourselves. If I really want to know anything, but uh, we we do. We are eternal. I've seen. Um, I saw a guy who uh, who passed on two days before I did my second ceremony, and I, and I met him in this other realm, which I did. I can uh, it, it, I couldn't think it's the underworld from what I've heard about, you know, I've read about sh read shamanic books and when I spoke to the shaman, it seems like I went to the underworld and uh, and it's actually realer than what I'm experiencing now. It's got a more more of a depth to it, more of a realistic feeling. And uh, and this guy's telling me, like, it's amazing here. It's not even real. Though. Well, it is real, but this is that's not the full reality. You know, this is all the reality and that's what we experience to learn. I'm like, I know, mate, but it, it, it's very overwhelming, to be honest. Um, you know, I'm aware of my body being over a bucket, trying to keep your puke down. 
Yeah. And at the same time, I mean, this other dimension, I'm, I'm chatting to a guy who I knew that had uh, passed on two days before, and he just, he was, he was buzzing. He's like, so that was a friend of yours? Here. Sorry? So that was a friend of yours that you met? He was, yeah, it was a, it was a guy I knew from a, yeah. It wasn't a close friend. It was more of a, you know, a friend of friends, but, um, yeah. um, and he's telling me, tell everybody that I'm loving it here and that. And I'm thinking, well, you know, and still now, I mean, how, how do I communicate that? I can't, you know, people just think I'm crazy. And I, yeah. and I fully understand that. You know what I mean? I fully understand it. I, you know, people have these experiences on, on DMT and ayahuasca and that. And unless you've experienced it, people, you know, oh, you've got a very open mind. People just think you're, you're, you're a nut job. Um, we've been conditioned to think that as well, you know, because... Those that want it kept taboo don't want it uh, being exposed to the general pop public, do they? Because they know it's going to blow it all open. What, um, so it, what's your comparison? So, like, I know obviously ayahuasca is more than, you know, a few hours to, to, to a little bit more or whatever. Um, yeah. But what's your comparison between that and actually smoking it? Because I know smoking it, whether people do the, you know, the root extract or they do the five MEO. I heard the five MEO is the most potent, which is the Sonoran yeah. desert toad. Um, the toad. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but what, what's the, the difference between, I know one's like being shot out of a rocket lasts like 15 minutes and the other one takes like half a day, obviously takes up half your day or a full day. Um, whether it's the nausea with the, the experience after, you know, it's probably similar to a peyote trip from what I understand. Um, right. for the ayahuasca part of it, but what would, what would be the, the difference, um, between the two in terms of experience, I guess, or, you know, I know, like you said, you can't really describe it because it's kind of indescribable, but what would you say? Well, I, that could, I could describe what I encountered there, but I can't really, when I'm trying to say the feeling I get while I'm there, I can't communicate the feeling, can I? But I can right. tell you what I saw, you know, right. uh, uh, the difference between small, obviously, you know, smoking is, there's no merry inhibitor, you're, you're in and out. It's like a bungee jump, you know, uh, ayahuasca, you drink it, takes 30 minutes to an hour to come on. Um, and then you slow, you, you, and then you, then you're through. I mean, I saw, it's like you can see this other realm approaching, you know, the first time I got there, but I was, there was innumerable spiritual entities all waiting for me. Oh, just waiting like I was like, and then he threw a party for me, and I'm like, it's always for me. <laughs> but uh, before I stepped through, they're all going, come, come. I'm like, I can't come. It was like it was a screen in the way. I'm like, I can't. They're going, just come. And like, and I stepped through. I'm like, oh yeah, I'm here. And then I was in this other place. It was it's quite comical how it's how it pans out sometimes. I suppose which where your state of mind's at the time, you know. But um, yeah, I remember a lot more with, with ayahuasca. Um, when you smoke it, it's like one bam, wow, it's amazing, boom, you straight through, you know, within seconds. And but I, I, I meet the same entities whether I smoke it or drink ayahuasca. I go to the same place. Now the, the first few times I did ayahuasca first, um, and the first few ceremonies, I uh, the first one when I went right through was the second time, and I sort of had these spiritual guides taking me through all these tests. They were like in initiations to test where I'm at, where I'm mentally at. But what I found was when I was there, I feel more at home there. And when I was there, it was um, 
it just all came easy to me, natural. And I was like, I remember feeling quite surprised at myself, like, oh, I'm getting this, I know what I'm doing. And they're all, they're all like cheering, a bit like Terence McKenna describes, they're all, they all speak to you like, woo, yeah, do this, do that. And I'm like, I'll just do what they said. And they're all like, yeah, he gets it, he gets it. And I'm like, cool, you know, next, what we're doing now. You know, it was amazing place. Everybody loves you. It's all about love. I mean, well, before I, I, before I took it myself, I, I heard the stories about how, you know, you meet Mother Nature, that's how Graham Hancock describes it. And I'm, to be honest, I'm not, I've never believed in anything else other than what's here. But I've always thought, if there's anything, I believe in Mother Nature. Because I feel like I've always kept a little connection with nature. But, um, yeah, you meet, there's a feminine frequency that's in charge of the experience. And she she loves us, all of us, no matter what we do because we're here to learn. And that's what I was being shown. I was being shown that we come here um, to develop our souls. Um, people going about conspiracy theories and all this and that. Well, it's all a conspiracy, everything. <clears throat> this entire experience is a conspiracy. And our souls are in on it. They know, we know fully what we're gonna get. We know our memory's gonna be wiped. We know this. And it's like, it's not, I don't feel like I've been, I've been taught this on my ayahuasca, in my ayahuasca journeys, have, uh, they've uh, reminded me. It's all remembering. We all know already. Um, but we come here to go to sleep, and that's how we learn, because if we didn't have the uh, amnesia, we wouldn't learn anything, because we already know everything. Do you know what I mean? But parts of the, you know, the soul need development. So we come in here, we know what we're going to get to an extent, and uh, it's very scary because it's so realistic. It's an amazing, an amazing experience, and my eyes are totally open now to the. But they already were, to be honest. I got a firm connection with nature, connection with nature again, anyway. But everything's an absolute amazing, amazing wonder. You know what I mean? How, when I sit down and I start thinking about how, how this is done, I mean, I don't know how it's going to be done. The scientists will never find out because by the time they're going to find out, by the time they get there, they're going to meet where our consciousness raises anywhere to such a level that it's all redundant it's irrelevant right. do you know what i mean because if I, when our consciousness wakes up it, it doesn't matter how it's done we'll we'll find out anyway because mm -hmm. we're doing it do you know what i mean it's like these spirits on the other side are here helping us now but i mean we you know we all it's like a it's a cycle it all goes around we all play different roles a lot of people don't like hearing that you know because they won't well that means we haven't really got any enemies here then if we're all just taking turns playing role-playing and that. People want enemies, don't they? Because people are angry. And um, I understand that as well, because I was very angry for two years. I want, you know, we want something to go and get, don't we? The, the, the pitchforks and the torches. <laughs> but it's not there, mate. Um, it's us. Go and stand in front of a mirror. Got to change ourselves and it'll change everything else. And. Uh, and it's tough, but I mean, where I'm at now is a level of understanding that, um, yes, we have got to do things. We have got to uh, step out of our comfort zone. We've got to go and uh, face this, but we've got to face ourselves before we go shouting at other people because no one's really doing, doing anything wrong. We're just all here learning, ultimately. You said something interesting that, you know, almost like we're here to learn something and our minds have been erased and we're in on it. Um, do you, from your experiences or whatever, do you think that, uh, you know, okay, so we understand anything that's in three dimensions. That's what mm -hmm. we're trapped in here. Uh, that's our prison, if you will. 
Um, yeah. Is this is this right, stuff right. is this stuff happening in the fourth, the fifth, the sixth dimension? Do you think? Um, is there stuff teeming around us right now and we just can't see it or perceive it? Um, or is there some sort of chemical gateway, you know, through the brain or the pineal gland? Like, what do you think is happening when you go to these places? Is it, you know, what makes perfect sense to me is oh, Graham Hancock, when I first listened to his video describing it, and um, he says he describes how the brain's a neurotransmitter receiver. It's where there are bodies are organic machines, um, the most advanced machines in, in this dimension, basically. Um, and what's happening, what DMT does is this DMT is, it's a, it's a bit like, you know, the movie Avatar when you get plugged into the animal and, and all that. It's, it's a similar, Hollywood tells, you know, it's truth mixed with nonsense, don't they, um, to keep it all seeming ridiculous. But that's exactly what happens. What, whatever DM dimethyltryptamine is, I mean, I'm no great mind, I'm no great intelligence at all, but um, I just understand it. But whatever it's doing on a, you know, molecular level, it's, it's changing the frequency. And everything is already here. Everything is around us. It's just our uh, our, per- our perceptions are, are wired up to our nervous system. What we can see, we hear, feel, touch, and all that. And we, it, our senses are seriously dumbed down to learn this experience. I say dumbed down. It's probably I don't, I don't mean to insult what what it is, but um, we've got a lot more senses than this normally. We perceive a lot more. I mean, what they say we perceive about. 95% of everything that is all, I, I read different amounts, but, you know. Yeah, we only can perceive, that they, they say, like 2% of the universe. There you go, and, and it's all here. It's not like it's just different frequency lengths. You change the frequency, and then you, everything else appears. It's all, Everything's already here. That's another reason why all, all my life when I was a kid, I always felt like there's, there's something else in the room with me all the time. There's always some of the, something else in the room with me. And there always is with all of us. We've all had that feeling, I think, where you're, turn off the lights in the basement and you're walking upstairs and you start oh, to yeah. jog up the stairs a little bit more. Jeez, jeez. <laughs> and I've never believed in ghosts, mate. I've had a lot of arguments with people who believed in ghosts over my life. I've been ignorant about it. I've been arrogant and I, and I look back and I, I don't regret, I don't regret anything. You know, we're all here to just learn. It's all been learning, but uh, I was totally ignorant to it all. And now I, my mind's blown wide open to everything. You know what I mean? I understand. I mean, it's one thing I've always done though, but I've always told myself, if, if there were ghosts, and if, if there were ghosts, I'd have seen one. And if I see one, the world will know there's ghosts. I've always told myself, like, if I saw a ghost, the world will know there's ghosts. And now I've, I've seen more than ghosts, and I'm finding out it's not quite that easy, you know what I mean? It's it's like the ancient prophecies, you know, there's there's going to be mountains of ignorance to, to conquer, you know, to turn the yeah, earth green again. Yeah. They've been built on years and years of, you know, living in the physical world. That's what everybody... Correctly, mate, and I, that was me. I was completely materialist science. I, you know, I shot down anybody who spoke about anything else, you know. So I, so I understand how people think, but I'm trying to relay this as well. I understand how crazy it looks and everything, and I, and I, I get it. Uh, all I can do is uh, just keep going. You know, I'm only just starting out anywhere. There's people been doing this a lot longer than me. Um, I, I just want to join in, basically. It's all I want to do. I don't want to do anything else, but um, carry on doing experiences. I'm going to do a, a psilocybin journey in a few days. I've got some mushrooms and um, just keep learning what I, what I can. Uh, when I, I did, I did a, a, an dose last year, and I got a very similar experience to, to Ayahuasca as well. Um, I was surrounded by all these spirits again, um, and they all, come in, they all want to come and meet me, and they want to show me things. And they show me things what... 
predominant famous people get up to as well, which I'm not going to share right now, but, uh, you know, unsavory things. And then I go and, and I'm like, really? So then I'll, the next day, I go and have a quick research and have a bit of a delve, and I'm like, wow. And then I'm finding things, what they're showing me that they're doing. I'm like, wow, this is like, I can't deny it anymore. You know what I mean? Can't deny it. Uh, my left brain wanted to keep denying everything I was experiencing. And things got that crazy, whereas even when I'm doing an ayahuasca ceremony, a fellow drinker had, had visions of me and what I'm doing, and I'm like, whoa. Like one, one guy uh, last year, uh, a, du- um, a Belgian lad, on the third night, he came around the next day, looked a bit freaked out, freaked out when he, uh, when he saw me. He said, I visioned you last night. He said, you're a shaman. He said, you're, you're a really powerful shaman. I saw you communicating with angels, with these divine beings. And he's, he was raised a Catholic, so that's why he'll, uh, you know, he, he will manifest as angels to him. To me, I've never been religious, so I mean, I just, I don't, I don't know. The closest I can describe them is just like, they're like wizards, you know. They just, you just know how, how informed they are, knowledgeable they are. And they want to show, they show alchemy and all sorts of things. Like they take him to these rooms and, and sit down here and, and watch and it's all these symbols and it's like Egyptian hieroglyphics. And it's a bit like, you know, when you look at these pictures of how uh, Masonic lodges look inside, it looks like that, you know. Oh, I imagine that's why Sonic lodges are designed like that because the people, the 33rd degree is, they communicate as well. You know, they take entheogens, they take, uh, they extract it from the acacia leaf. Um, so, so what you were just talking about with all the, uh, you know, this you were saying this guy said that he saw you talking to angels, except yeah. religious, so you wouldn't have thought that about them yourself. Now, yeah. I mean, we talked about this with Dick Kahn when he was on, and yeah. I've had this ongoing theory that whatever you are learning about or experiencing, you know, on your day-to-day life. Let's say I was watching ancient aliens on TV and then yeah. I, ha- I had an experience. Well, I would assume that maybe I would see an alien knowing, or I guess whatever you're comfortable with. Like you said, if it's a religious Correct. thing, if it's, 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 it's going to manifest itself in something that you feel comfortable with. So yes, exactly. Sca- scare you or catch you off guard or something like that. Exactly, mate. That's why. That's why I firmly believe it's like McCartney said last week on my birthday, actually, which uh, I was excited about. He did an interview in England, and he said he saw God on DMT in the sixties, <laughs> and uh, he said it was a big a wall that went on forever. And it's like, and I saw, you know, I saw someone else comment on it saying, "Well, that's where it matches your vibration where you're at at the time." No, it's like well, our vibrations are all higher and lower. You know, we're all trying to climb. Um, Turn to love, love's high vibrations, fear's a low vibration, and it depends where you're at at the time. Then what the experience you get reflects your, men- your mental state at that time. Um, luckily for me, my, my mind was wide open to anything. I, was, I, was, I wasn't expecting anything. I was open to anything to happen, and, I, and you've got to surrender to it. I mean, when you, there were some people on the retreat who um, they weren't really there for spiritual purposes. They were they were curious and they just wanted to get high or whatnot. I don't know. And they're expecting all this to happen. And so they're drinking like second, third drinks and they weren't, they weren't breaking through. And I've had a little tiny measure. I, I never had a second drink once and I went straight through and it's where, it's where you're at at the time, you know. And, and I surrendered to it as well. You've got to surrender to it. You've got to, like they say, like, ask what you want when you're, when you're at the altar, you know, to take the brew and I. 
I didn't ask for anything. I just said, take me what, show me what you want to show me and take me where you think I need to go. I'm, I'm open to anything. You know, if you think I need a good hard lesson, then give it me, you know. And, uh, I saw some, um, you know, some very dark stuff as well. You know, the ways of the world. And it was like, I, I, I take it, it was to inspire me because, uh, you know. But do you think that those are the bad things? I, I, I have a theory about that too. Sure. I think I think we give too much credit to people doing malicious things when I think it's just, you know, if you read similar religious texts where it's almost like evil is actually just ignorance. Like you're not, they're just not aware yeah. of this other thing or love or whatever this other, Correct, man. Um, yeah. you know, main point is. So I think people like to put things as malicious or evil or demonic or satanic or whatever. Yeah. When I think it's just an, a misunderstanding of what's, you know, those people are just ignorant to the fact of what's actually going on. Correct, mate. Yeah, I mean, like I, I was, I was totally ignorant. You know, I was as as, uh, as ignorant to as, as it gets, and maybe you know. Um, but the lessons I got, the, the remembering I got is, yeah, it's all, it's all just a show, basically. Where it, it is, you know, a lot of um, musical artists have wrote about it down the years. Another thing that I was aware of when I woke up to was all the music I've been listening to, they've all been singing about the same things. There's like, uh, there's three bands, my three main bands, there's three lead singers, and all three of them, like, I've always, like, modeled my hairstyles off them and my image and all that, like, all my life. And all three of them are, are shaman, it turns out. They've all been singing what about you, ayahuasca. What are you into? What music? Uh, well, British rock and roll, you know. Um, you know, there's... Um, Ian Brown, the you of Ian Brown from the Stone Roses? No, I've never heard of him. Well, his solo stuff, you know, Stone Roses are an iconic band in the UK. Same with the Verve, Richard Ashcroft. Now he's just released a new single yesterday. He's all about coming out, talking about it all. His last I album. Know. Yeah, I know the Verve. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Richard Ashcroft. Look at his solo stuff. His last album, These People, well, These People are about these people that are, uh, you know, sent to test us, sent to play with our minds. Nice. Um, that's what, and that's what I was again. You know, that's what I was. I was taught in some of my lessons. I was. I met what I perceived to be an archon in uh, in, in the underworld. And anybody in archon for everybody out there, just to give a pre preamble to what you're about to say, uh, comes from Gnosticism. It's these beings that supposedly um, aid in with the demiurge. The demiurge is the the God that created our world, but is not the one true God. Um, and these are part of the beings that suck your energy or, you know, something along those lines. Yeah. Um, yeah, basically it's just yeah. the dark energy and we, rep, you know, I represent the light energy. I mean, um, what, what really surprised me uh, is what I learned when, I was trying to stuff stuff him into a grandfather clock, which represents time, which represents Kronos. Yeah, Kronos is uh, is Saturn. Is what these uh, is the, what the dark forces worship. And um, I was trying to stuff him into a grandfather clock, and then he started pleading with me, and I'm screaming, "You're done. You're over. Time's up." Because <laughs> I was still angry, and then he, he and then he started screaming at me. She brought us here. She employed us. And he's like, it was on about uh, Pachamama, Mother Earth. And uh, it said she brought us here, and then all this understanding just washed over me in compassion. And then I, I, I just got it all. It's like it's all meant to be. Um, 
we're in the realm of our polarity here. We're coming here to learn about polarity and about being separate from, from the all, from the one. And, um, and it's all lessons. I mean, some people who come here and they, they have a horrendous... I mean, heaven and hell are a state of mind, yeah, state of, state of being. It's not a place you go to. We all go to the same place. And we'll go to the same place where all these, you know, so-called bad, baddies are going to go to as well. According to the Kai... Are you familiar with the Kybellion? Yeah, I mean, I've delved into it a little bit. But yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm familiar with the teachings and the basic... I, I don't read a great deal, mate. I don't pretend to have a great depth of knowledge. I just look at things and understand it. The Kybellion's only a little thin book. But uh, while... Well, after doing ayahuasca, it just all the seven hermetic, the hermetic principles, just I could, I understood them all. Like, yeah, that's what they were showing me, this and that. It's like a rhythm, you know, in nature's an on-off system, everything's black, white, night and day. Um, duality. Duality. We're not taught about the great season, what Plato, the great year, um, the yuga cycle, the ages of man. It's a 24 or 25,000 year cycle. You know, there's, there's slight discrepancies. And that's what's happening. We're, we're ascending now. You know, we think because we got all this technology, we're in the most amazing civilization ever. We, you know, we're not. We're coming out of a dark age where consciousness hibernates. It goes to sleep, so the lesson's different. You know, it, it's all right coming here during the golden age when everything's great and we can do anything we want. We're not really learning much then. That's when we really come to play. Now's the time, you know, the, the dark period, the Kali Yuga cycle, you know, um, so you're talking about precession of the equinox. You're the talking about the 2590 years, which is the cycle yeah. of the, the full processional cycle. And and that's what, you know, that's that's truth to me. That's what's going on. And um, so consciousness goes to sleep. Um, humanity learns dark lessons. We learn, you know, Back in the medieval times, where it was, uh, where it was at our most unconscious is the most scariest time to ever be alive here, isn't it? You know what I mean? Nobody knows what they are, or anything. Nobody knows, apart from how to eat, sleep, and drink. You right. know. Um, but you're talking about okay. So I got a question though. So yeah, Hipparchus is the first person known to discover precession. He was a Greek, uh, you know, mathematician. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and uh, he figured out, you know, the full processional cycle, 25,900 years, um, which is a long time. Um, mm-hmm. Do you think that that was obviously during the golden age? Do you think that that's because those people had access to what you're talking about? And like you said, they weren't learning anything because they already knew it and that. Well, so on the way down, I mean, we had the uh, the comment what um, Hancock writes about in uh, Magicians of the Gods. Um, the Native Americans speak about the Great Phoenix and uh, a cataclysmic event certainly did happen in, in, in my mind. Um, and it, the Earth's poles change, apparently the Earth's poles shift every 12,000 years. So you've got, say, say, say it is 24,000 years, roughly or 25, 12,000 years. Yeah. You've got 12,000 and a half ascending, 12 descending, and each time going to be a reset point. Because on the way down from the, from the, you know, the highest way of the uh, highest consciousness in the golden age. Civilizations aren't just going to go, oh, it's our turn to leave now, bye. Something's got to happen to change it and reset. So the uh, the comet, the Younger Dryas comet, or oh, the Great Phoenix came down and um, destroyed the Atlanteans. Apparently, you know, there's some, some uh, stories about the Atlanteans. They got too high-minded. They tried to um, 
beat nature and beat God and they're experimenting ridiculous experiments and, you know, got a bit out of control and they're opening portals and all sorts. Um, so it got changed. But on the way down as well, is everyone's not just going to switch off consciousness like that. There were different people with levels and as, as it drops down, there's just a few left with a higher level of consciousness which are referred to as gods because they know all this stuff more than other people. The seven sages, they, they went around teaching agriculture and whatnot and how to be, you know, because... The Abkalu, you mean, from Sumerian? Is it that, that kind of what you're talking about? Yeah, seven yeah. Sages. Kotal, um, is it Awans in the Middle East? Uh, well, the, the Middle East is the Abkalu, or at least that's the Sumerians that the... Um, they're the seven. They have. They're depicted with the uh, bird heads, and they got like the little yeah. pine pine cones in their hands. Yeah, which is the pineal gland, as far you know. It's just representing the pineal gland, and they had the little bags. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, we've talked about that on our yeah. Gobekli Tepe episode because we're little bags full of DMT, as far as I'm Is that what you there. think? Is that what you think it is? Stories of them. They go around, and, they, and these these gods, these magicians, they had, they'd have a little pouch. And that's and they open the cure blindness with it. It's like, gee, you know, the story of Yeshua is it was a shaman. He was opening third eye. He's not curing. He was curing blindness, all right. The blindness of the third eye. Um, we've all got our own ideas of that, you know. I go off what, what feels right to me because, you know, when I'm when your intuition starts climbing, things just feel right. What you're looking right. at, you know. And I know again, it sounds like woo woo nonsense, and I, I accept that, but. Um, I'm very confident that. I mean, we don't think it's nonsense. Or we wouldn't be I know you don't. It. I know you don't. Yeah, and I know a lot of you know people. You know, it's, well, it's, people it's, are going to do what they're. You know, there's a famous uh, little diddle uh, parable from. I don't know if you've heard of the Urantia papers. I know you said you don't, yes. read, but you should definitely look into those if you haven't. But um, red. There's a part where Jesus, because you know, most people don't know about Jesus's life in between when he was a baby wow. and when he was a you know, getting crucified in his early 30s. But uh, it talks about the middle of his life. And when he was in his 20s, he was a boat maker and he was actually traveling around and he was known as the scribe of Damascus. Um, and he went to, the, to uh, you know, they went around to Greece and Italy and stuff. And he had um, taken on a couple uh, partners in his journey. And one of, you know, was a, a wealthier uh, Indian guy and a son and the Indian guy wanted Jesus to teach his son some stuff along the way. Um, so one day they, they docked up and they were walking around town and there was a homeless guy and he was begging and, you know, Jesus walked by and said, bless you, my son, and continued to walk. And then the Indian kid walked up to him and said, well, why didn't you put your words upon him, Jesus? Why didn't you teach him, you know, what, you know, all these philosophies and stuff? He's like, well, he wasn't ready to hear what I had to say, meaning this guy wasn't even in, in the right mind to perceive what's being talked about. Yeah. So kind of what we're talking about, you're saying people it is. will poo-poo it or whatever. They're just not ready to hear it. And, and that's fine. Yeah. I mean, you know, some people can think that and whatever, that's part of their prerogative. But yeah, I mean, I think it's important, you know, to put things into context sometimes. And you well, know, I feel, to, I feel something coming. I mean, 20 years ago, yeah, people would have just thought you were crazy. Now it's like, all right, this, there's some shit. There, there's some connections being made, even to the stuff that they're working on. All the scientists are working on, you know. It's yeah, it's all coming together. I mean, I, I'm on Instagram. I got, you know, I've I, I posted a couple of far out, uh, you know, where how I view how, how cells operate in the body. They've got their own conscious level and all that, and they're communicating. And our mind, you know, listen to our minds. You know, we can heal our own bodies. 
And this engineer at CERN, a uh, guy called Major Steph, you know, he lights light a couple of minutes post. I'm like, well, if this guy's, you know, I, I must be on the right track, you know, scientifically as well, you know. Um, well, I almost feel like they're running to the, to, down a dead end road too. I almost feel like the stuff that you're describing with that you see when you take ayahuasca or whatever might be that dark matter. And we're never going yeah. to perceive that stuff using the tools in this realm. Or Correct, whatever. mate. Yeah. That's exactly what I, I, that's exactly what I think is going on. I, we can perceive what's not there. I mean, the one about we got 90%, 97% or 99% your DNA is junk. I mean, come on. Right. Your DNA is not junk. It, it's, it's dormant. Yeah. When you, your, your consciousness hibernates, your DNA does as well. Now, it, it, it comes hand in hand. Your DNA, plus the energies that are coming through into this realm anyway, you know, um, things are changing, definitely changing. In the three years that I've been on this scene, I've, it's changed a lot. Obviously, I, I've changed a lot myself. Um, I've achieved a level now of, of unconditional love, and again, I, I'd have laughed at that three years ago. I used to think, what do you mean unconditional love? What if somebody does something horrible to you? You know, I didn't understand it, but now I do. I understand that everyone's just got a role here to play. And um, what seemed really traumatic uh, the first year of me awakening, like I was in, you know, what's going on in the world? Is this horrible, you know, this, this evil empire trying to get us all? And they're not. They're, they're ultimately are on our side. They te- they, our souls are loving what we're getting through all this. Fear teaches us a lot, you know. Um, fear is a teacher. You were and that's about- what they want communicate that's what they want me to spread i mean now on whatever level i don't know here i am i've um i, I want to get a boot going i want to do a film uh next year i've got a a, a director a lad i went to school with but i've not got enough funds for it yet i'm thinking of doing a start me up go fund me whatever i don't want to do that but we'll see but uh i just want to do my bit like you guys are talk yeah. about it this is what the spirits are telling me get people talking about it because when you talk about it that's how it spreads and the unconditional, is only gonna, unconditional love is only going to spread and come about by understanding, because understanding brings peace, which brings love, and that's the only thing that will cure the human condition, and I promise everybody that, and I know a lot of people in the, in the truth-seeking community don't want to know that, they still want an enemy to go, on, to go after, but uh, that's just a tool. way to love. That's just trying to separate us, you know, that's just trying to create more divide. Correct. So, so Correct, things man. can get done. And that's not really a conspiracy. If you think about it, it's just smart. You know, if you, let's say you're on a sports team, if you can isolate certain groups of players or, you know, I don't know. You've if got you're, position. You know, if, you, if you're playing soccer, football, whatever, and you can isolate part of the team and do some stuff over here, you know, it. it's, it's in your benefit, you know. But my, I have a question for you. You were talking about vibration and, and frequency and stuff. When we had Dick on, he, was, he made it a point a few times to talk about when he hits it, he gets this ringing or this high pitch um, thing that starts to happen. And you were saying low frequency or, or low pitch equals fear, high frequency equals you know love. Do you think that... Do you first of all experience that same like ringing or feeling that he was talking about? It's not a ringing, it's certainly a feeling, yeah. It's like, you know, everything's telepathic though. You don't like literally start talking to people. It's just you, you just know. It's it's like the, I've read uh you know, listened a lot to uh Max is it Max Egan in Australia? And um and it's uh well fear basically, fear keeps us uh in a low vibratory state and evil thrives in a low vibratory state 
you know, it's separation in it. Where when we start turning to love, the vibrations raise. Uh, understanding comes, and um, then everything, you know. But as far as far as, far as listening, hearing a ringing, no, I don't, I don't get a ringing, mate. I wandered off me and beaten trap. Then sorry. As far as a ringing goes, it's it's no. I, I feel I mean, every single molecule in your body starts vibrating a ridiculous rate. Mm-hmm. It's changing. And it is. It's like a. It's like a. It's like a, a boiling pot of water. Or something. It's a tone. You like. You feel this tone, and it's like, yeah, you're breaking through. You're leaving that one and going into another one. It's quite uncomfortable to be honest. It doesn't. I don't like the feeling of it. When you smoke it, it's it lasts five seconds. When you drink it, it lasts minutes, and it's like, oh, I've done this again. Hmm. You know. But, um, <laughs> half an hour later, it's you're like, whoa, look where I am. This is why I did it, and I'll do it again and again and again. And I intend to, you know, just keep learning, keep going. And like I say, I'm going to do a, a psilocybin journey in a few days. See what happens with that. I'll uh, I'll give you a shout if I get anything really interesting. But um, would you say that's the main difference then? I mean, look, I've you know when I was younger, I did psilocybin a lot, so I'm very familiar with that. But would you say that the difference between like because I've never done DMT, the difference between DMT and one of these other psychedelics is that you can almost pump the brakes on the other psychedelics. Like even if you're, you've eaten a lot of psilocybin, you can still kind of touch your foot back into reality if you need to, you know, it sounds like with DMT, that's not really the case. So you're almost forced or you're, you know, you're almost pushed to confront a lot of things that you kind of can draw, you know, reel back on and and on other experiences. What once you're through on DMT, that's you've got to you're on the ride, and that's it. You've got to go along with it, and um, <laughs> just you've got to you've got to surrender to it. Because uh, the longer you try and fight it, the longer the, you feel uncomfortable. You just surrender to it, and then the beauty comes, and you feel the love, and uh, and it's, it's almost like, like a good uh, metaphor for life in general. You just gotta just accept. Yeah, it. You, know, you can't fight this. Of course it is. That's what it. That's what it's doing. It's it's showing you, and everything's so simple. I mean, when. When when I'm there, even when I'm coming down after the ayahuasca, it takes about an hour or two, and you just you just groovy, and you you're like having a mild trip, and you you're, you're stewing over all the thoughts and that, and everything's just so simple. We overcomplicate everything, and it's all the, the crap we put in our heads from day to day, and it overcomplicates everything. Think like a child. Your your biggest problems in your life. If you just pretend you you're five again, and what what would I do when I was five? And that's your answer, and that's what all these super amazingly intelligent interdimensional cosmic beings are just telling you think like a kid think simply you know what i mean it's uh everything's overcomplicated on purpose isn't it you know yeah but um but that's the message mate i mean i got i, I met so many so many entities it's untrue i mean at first they, all, they wanted to scare me they wanted to see how fearful i was and there's all these evil demonic things coming right at me coming right up to my face and just, and i'm just i just kept blowing him a kiss and going i love you <laughs> i know what i am i know where i am i love you I'm, I'm all right here and i felt at home and then then they just disappear and then that was happening for a time and then and then i met my soul which again i know sounds absolute far out nuts but um, I read about the, the, there's a tale of uh, a Persian mystic from a couple of thousand years ago called Manny. He was in uh, Jonathan Black's um, Sacred History of the World. Not Secret History, Sacred History. is a metaphysical book. Right. 
take on it all, and uh, which is very interesting. And the story of Manny, and when I read it, I'm like, that's what that's what I, that's what I encountered. Um, as soon as I got there, all this this sea of entities who were like cheering and everything, they all started parting. And then it was it was my twin. It was like me, but the eyes. Um, the eyes are just different. I'm like, whoa, I mean, the eyes, it knows everything. I'm like, look at the eyes. It's like, you just know that behind those eyes is it's a eternal knowledge of all that is. And he, he just looked at me and went, come on, lad, we're going up. We're going up. And then all the crowd started chanting, up, 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 <laughs> up. And I'm like, whoa, we, what does this mean? And then I went up these stairs and this big light at the top saying up. And then I went through and then that's when uh, I went in. Different different entities that seem to like specialise in showing me certain things. I don't know, but um, and then the next ceremony, I went back, met the same ones. I didn't have the introduction; it was straight into the learning. And then when I went back to Peru this year, to the, but I went to the Sacred Valley this year, did another three ceremonies, and again, it was no introductions, no niceties. At first, there's a lot of uh, spirits wanting to come and just like high five you and just be acknowledged by you. And when they acknowledge them, they go off like, yeah, yeah, great. And, you know, not like that, but, you know, the feeling you get. And they're all just around you. And, uh, but it was all more in these magical, seriously uh, mystical realms where they just want to teach me things. And uh, I don't know fully what I'm looking at yet, but I'm also interested to find someone else who's had these experiences as well. You know, well, you're being taught something, they want you to pass something on. I don't know exactly how yet, but you know, just keep learning, keep uh, talking with cool guys like you and uh, see what happens, you know. So you said that through your experience, you kind of had the connection with the ma- the Magi and there's not really a lot of known about them. There was some weird stuff. No. Obviously, there's speculation about how, you know, they followed the star to Bethlehem, considering you can't really follow yeah. the star. Um Horrible law, to be honest, mate. It's like, right, right, right. Well, I mean, there's speculation they could have been. They could have, out, you know. Yeah, there's speculation they could have even been on some sort of substance too, and it just led them, you know, somewhere. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, I guess my question is, do you think that we're all related to different stuff? Like sometimes I feel like I've never had like, a, you know, one of these experiences where I go back in time or something like that, or you know, my previous life or anything like that. But sometimes I feel a real strong connection to ancient Egypt. And I feel like maybe we're all being recycled in a way. So like maybe, Mm -hmm. you know, like you said, you're the Magi. Maybe, you know, I, like I said, I feel connection to ancient Egypt. I know some people feel connection to, uh, uh, you know, ancient Rome or ancient Greece, that kind of stuff. Do you think that there's something there, or do you think it's just us projecting? Without a doubt, uh, without a doubt to me, you know, um, I really do think we've got, we're connected to certain tribes. I think there's certain soul tribes you hear about and that, and each tribe's got a specialist talent, and we're all completely unique. We all come here to be completely unique and, and find that talent, yeah? Mm-hmm. But we have, a, uh, but with that talent will be similar to someone else who's got a similar talent to you, you know what I mean? Um all that I can see for me is uh, at the moment is I've got a I've got a talent for drinking ayahuasca and communicating very clearly, and um, they're, they're all over me. I, I, you know, I've been I've seen psychic mediums before I went doing it, and they were saying I've got shamanic energy. Uh, different ones, you know, they're all saying the same thing, and this is my left brain arguing. I mean, you know, it's like stuff. Unless they're all conspiring behind me, these separate psychic mediums, they're telling me the same things. I got 
I got the same thing off an Amazonian witch as well who uh, did, did a reading for me. Uh, I'm here to protect women. You know what I mean? But that's one of the things I'm awake to. I'm, 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 I'm awake to... The first things I, I woke up to was how women are so oppressed and kept down, and they kept down because they're so spiritually powerful. That's got to be kept kept quiet because women have got a far stronger spiritual connection than men in, in, in general. But uh, I think you're right, mate. Yeah, I think we've all got our own little uh, soul tribe to come from, and that's what these beings were telling me. You, It was when I first smoked DMT that the... Um, it was six months after the ayahuasca ceremonies and I smoked it and I thought, I thought it would be totally different. And uh, as soon as I smoked it, within seconds, bang, I'm in this, I'm, I'm like, wow, I'm in the same place where I went on ayahuasca, exact same place, type of looking place. Uh, we're all, everything's alive, everything. Everything's alive, not just the, the beings that are walking around. And uh, and I met these same, these wizard type looking guy, uh, guys again, about three, four, I don't know. And they were waiting for me. As soon as I was there, I could, you know, they were on me, show me things. Look at this. Watch you do. You do. Watch this. Like this. And I'm like, whoa, yeah, cool. And uh, and then they saying, you know, you, you know, we're magi or magi, and uh, and and you are. You're one of us, and you're one of them. And then when I went back to the uh, sacred valley this year, again, I was straight with all me, what I call my soul tribe or my spirit crew, whatever you want to call them. And they're, again, they're all saying, you know, do you realise how powerful you are? You know, all these people that are doing all this, are in control of the world and all this, they, they, you're one of them, they're your brothers. But it's time for them to leave, you know, and they won't stop because they're addicted. Again, that relates back to me, me, this, the first time I drank ayahuasca and they were, uh, they were showing me that they were supposed to be here, you know. Gaia Sophia brought them here, she employed them to put us through the, the dark lessons, it's tough love. Now they all love us, but our souls are in on it. You know, they bring us here, we're gonna, these egos are gonna grow, these personalities, we're not gonna have a clue what's going on, but our souls are always with us, overseeing it all, do you know what I mean? And um, quite possibly in other parallel dimensions as well, where it's all happening just slightly different in each one, you know? can buy into that as well. But um, yeah, just again, synchronicities with the Maze I like I've, I've had a pack of playing cards for uh, about 15 years. And ever since I first got, got them, the uh, 80 Diamonds has uh, been damaged. I mean, the, the, the professional rubberized cards, it's had a chipping corner, but I kept them. And then uh, after I had that experience with like, the introduced ourselves as the Magi, I started looking into the Magi online. And I, thought, I found this uh, website called uh, The Cards of Life. And it's about standard playing cards, how they were originally were right. the reading cards of the Magi. They could mm -hmm. foresee things with them. Um, and on your birth, there's a, there's a chart, there's a Magi playing card chart. If you look it up, it'll give you a bit your date of birth and what your card is, your, your card of life. And, uh, and I looked on the chart, my birthday, eight of diamonds. I'm like, no way. I went and got that, that, that pack out that I've had for like 15 years. And, uh, Eight of Diamonds is the card that's damaged. I mean, again, it's it's just a, it could be a coincidence, of course, but uh, it was like, and I took it as another sign, like, yeah, this is all connected. Everything's connected with it all. It's just, it's mind blowing. Are you familiar? Uh, I mean, what I do know about the Magi is um, there's actually some monuments that were built in Turkey. Do, are you familiar with the uh, Nemrut Dagi? No, I don't know about Pepe, but... Uh... Yeah, Mount Nemrut uh, is a... Uh, 
he the, the okay so one of the um the kings i think it what was his name oh uh king antiochus um and uh, i can send you the stuff after we're done talking but yeah, please yeah um, he, he built he built this huge these this really cool thing and it's actually unesco world heritage site um and uh he's got you know and when he depicts himself you know he kind of looks greek but then he's got this cap on you know that cap of the magi it's like a almost looks like a dunce cap kind of in a way mm-hmm. um and uh yeah he, he you know he built this huge site you should definitely look into it because i think it's right up your alley with all this stuff but up, man. Yeah. when's your um, birthday what was your birthday what mine yeah 30 september all right yeah because i got this chart up i'm looking at it yeah yeah. And found it, yeah. I mean, yeah. read into it, mate. I mean, the standard playing cards have been used for, we use for gambling with, don't we? Do you know what I mean? They've been bastardized, but uh, originally they were. Oh, they were Maurice is a serious fucking gambling yeah, degenerate. I used yeah. to be, mate. I used to love uh, Texas Hold'em, top game, you know. But yeah. uh, I used to gamble on sports a lot as well, but yeah, I don't bother now. I'm not big gambling, but, um, but yeah, they were. Um, that's what the, the ancient calendar of the Magi or the cards of life. Um, apparently, they're, they're thousands of years old, but we just use them for like everyday things now. But there is a, there's an art to them. You can, you can learn it online. Yeah, so I'm looking at my birthday, March 15th. I'm a native diamonds, too. Oh, yeah. There we go. That's, that's a synchro. <laughs> Crazy. Here, I'm going to pull up this. Bit, mate. Yeah, it's interesting. You know, I mean, again, the Magi, there's not a lot about the Magi, and I think that's for a very good reason because there we go. Wow, yeah. See, this is what I was talking about. And this whole thing, actually, there's some weird thing, too. Like, in this this uh, mountain or hill or whatever you want to call it, there's a thing that carves down into it. And then the other way um, that only the light hits on both of the solstices or equinox. I forget. I'd have right. to look it up. Um, but kind of like what happens at, you know, at Newgrange is in, in Ireland. Uh, it's a... It's a it's a site too where almost uh, they built it for the alignment of the stars, but there's theories like this is where you know you go in and kind of your soul, you know, the come in here and go out there type of a thing. Uh, I've seen all sorts of weird stuff about it, but uh, but yeah, that guy was uh, definitely entwined with the Magi. Yeah, I mean the whole area. I mean, I believe they were connected to the, the Zoroaster was a Magi, apparently. Yeah. And all that. Um, yeah, I've looked into Zoroastrianism. I actually like that the light versus dark. I mean, that's kind of the predicate. Yeah, I mean, the, that, that's the basis what this is all right? Yeah, it's a pl- this realm is a play on energy. You know, it's where the light comes to compete against the dark. I mean, it's just, it's all energy, yeah? I mean, in here, energy separates into light and dark, yin and yang. Now, they both want to expand. That's all energy wants to do. It wants to grow and expand. So you can't blame the dark and, you know, wanting to expand. But we've been out of balance, and this is what these cycles are all about. We go out of balance, and um, now's the time for the feminine energy, which has been oppressed for three and a half thousand years, whatever. It's been oppressed, and now it's time for the feminine energy to rise again. Um, and that's what's happening. You know, it's happened with me. I was, uh, it was all about machoism, you know, being yeah. tough and all this, rave, this, you know, British stiff upper lip and all that rubbish. Mm-hmm. And 
you know, and I look back and it's like, what a load of rubbish. You know what I mean? And it, but I don't yeah. regret any of it. It's all been lessons. And now I understand, you know, I, I get why I've had that lesson. You know, maybe my soul wanted me to, to learn that. And But now, I mean, you know, it doesn't mean feminine. doesn't mean you have to be soft and all that. Like, you know, it's no. tough love's coming, mate. You know what I mean? And uh, all these guys going around being super macho and wanting to turn people's heads off and all this. It's, you're, you're not helping your souls. You I mean, look I mean? at ancient it's Egypt. I love. You know, ancient Egypt, you know. 3,000 or 2,000 BC, they had women were running things, you know, doing stuff. Yeah. Uh, we're very yeah, highly respected. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I mean, obviously, happened. there's something to it. I think we're, we are on some sort of bat, like an upswing. I think we're at the very yeah. beginning of it, but we're definitely, you know, hit the low point. Now we're kind of crawling back yeah. up. What I can see, the human condition can't get any uh, any any more lost, any lower because <laughs> of what's going on in the world now. It's like, yeah, it's. I don't just mean with, I mean with the dark aspect of the the, the male the male psyche as well. What's happening? A lot of you know, but but it is it, it's how it's meant to be, and I'm I'm not angry against it anymore. I can just see a path and a way of fixing it, and the way we heal the human condition in a whole is is, is talking like this, is is not being afraid to speak to people as well. I've started speaking to my neighbours about things like this and people, uh, you know, friends here. Some of them think I'm woke, but I don't care anymore. I'm totally comfortable. I love anybody, everybody, whether they love me or not. I don't care. You can hate me all you want. I'm going to talk about this until I'm blue in the face and no one's going to stop me. Yeah. And there's a lot of people like me out there and we're all, this is how we do it. This is how it changes, you know? We've, uh, we've got to get that passion out there and no fear. I and mean, I don't fear anything anymore. And it's because of uh, the journey I've been on. And what I've learned about darkness, about, I've got a very deep understanding of evil, and now I know why. You know what I mean? Because it, it's all necessary, and I don't. I'm not hell bent on going destroying it all now. We've got to work with it. It's like you know, what Kanye is coming out with on his Twitter feeds. <laughs> People don't get it, and I know I, I, never, I, never, I was never a big Kanye fan, but I understand him. He's been at the ayahuasca. He's been certainly <laughs> did the MT, and he's, that's why he's talking about loving Trump and all that because. I don't agree with hardly anything Trump's about. I don't. I know not to get political. I'm not going to. But but I love him. I understand his role. I understand the, the the way to fix everything that's going on. You've got to love it and understand it. That's the only way. If you're going to start hating it, then you're just continuing, you're perpetuating hate, and hate's on the side of fear, isn't it? You know what I mean? That's where it comes from. We all know that. You've got to turn well, to know, love. You've got to work on yourself to do that, and it's not easy. You know, I've had some. I've been in some dark places these last couple of years, you know what I mean? Dark night of the soul and all that. What I can only relate to depression. But I mean, but I, I bounce straight back up and I'm lucky like that, you know what I mean? A lot of people stay stuck in it and I'm been a bit of like a, in a pinball machine. Mm-hmm. But I'm finding balance now. You know, the more understanding comes, the more I turn to love, the more... Uh, and I don't mean woo-woo all, that's just... You've got to face evil as well. Turning to love doesn't mean ignore evil. Because, like you yeah. said, ignorance is evil. What's well, that? I mean, what's that saying? Dark, you know? Yeah, I was just say, what's the old saying? It's like you cannot know the light without, or you know, you can't without darkness. You can't know the light. You know, so correct, man. I You've got to know the dark before you turn to the light. Correct. Like, that, that's so true, man. Without there dark. would be no good without evil, too. Like people don't realize right, that like, if everything was good, you would have no compass of what good it actually is. Exactly. That's why we come here because where we where we stand where we exist. Yeah, it's all love. We, we, it, correct. It makes total sense. You won't know what it is if you didn't come here experience fear and hate and and trauma. 
Right. We won't understand it, would we? Well, I must so be getting a lot of fucking work in then. I must be fucking breaking a piece off in this world. I've had so it, much man. fucking fear and anxiety. Shit, yeah. man. Mate, well, you know, for me, it's um, ayahuasca heals that on a deep level. I know it's not for everybody, but it's for certainly most people. And it, it is, it's scary. It's got to be done in a certain way. You can't just... Yeah, I've got some of this, pull that down your neck. You know, you've got to be oh, respect yeah, no. because it, it, it is, it, it's not just a drug. It's an intelligence. There's a, a, a universally. Yeah, Graham Hancock calls it uh, technology. It is. It, it, that's exactly what it is. Because our bodies are machines, they're organic machines. We don't, but because Hollywood tells us a, a robot's metal with a computer inside it, well, you know, we can't, we don't understand that's a computer. These are cameras, you know, it's, it's just done in a different way. Um, and it's all a hologram as well. I mean, I know that's a deep one, but um, they showed me how, how it was done on my third well, If everything's vibrational, you know, I mean, I've heard, I've heard all, if anybody's searching anything on vibration, you hear, oh, you know, maybe the moon is some sort of uh, beacon and that, you know, our brains are like satellites and it's this whole system that you're just taking in these vibrations and then, you know, kind of concocting this image of what the world is based on the vibrations yeah. that you're getting sent to you, basically. Yeah, it's like uh, when, you, when you watch TV, you've got one little... Uh, we, don't, we, we think we're watching a full-screen movie, and it's one little dot that's going across right. so fast our eyes can't perceive it, yeah? Yeah. Like, it's the same with, uh, with what's happening here. Everything's vibrating so fast. You, you think it's constantly there, and it's solid. It's not. Nothing, nothing's actually here. An atom's 99.9 .9 empty space, yeah? And that's what we're, that's what everything's made of. So it's like an optical illusion, basically, that we're inside. It's like we're inside a TV, but there's actually nothing actually outside of our eyeballs. Everything's going on inside our heads. But our senses right. are telling us that it's there. Um, and when you drink ayahuasca, it, it changes your sense perception. You, you perceive a lot more. It opens the third eye. I mean, that's all, you know, like, um, well, you know yourself about Egypt. Yeah. Oh, religions are all, we're all worshipping parts of the brain, like Richard speaks. Richard. Oh, yeah, he's, he does great stuff with those diagrams on the brain and stuff. Yeah. Mate, it's, it's like, when I look at that, I just start laughing. I'm like, it's so, <laughs> it's, it's, it's right there. <laughs> That's what I was saying when he was on. I was like, you know, God must have a sense of humor, you know, because he's showing the picture oh. of Ganesha and then the brainstem, and it's like, oh, yeah. fuck. It know. has. And temples, mate. Yeah. It's all it's all hidden in plain sight for us, you know. And it, but some of it's in, it's so openly in plain sight we don't believe it to be there, there because it how, how could it be so open like that and we won't get it. Someone else would have twigged on. Well, people are twigging on and they get laughed at and ridiculed and yeah. we uh, we keep ourselves in the boxes, don't we? You know what I mean? Oh, but, we're uh, breaking out now. So. Yes, yeah. mate, that's what's happening. We're, we're Schrodinger's cat, and we're just fucking breaking out of the box. That yeah, motherfucker is going to witness us. A big way, mate. And I, I, was sure, I was sure now it's going to... You know what I mean? I don't want to... You see, when I, go off, when I go off on tangents like this, I think, what are people thinking? I'm, what are they perceiving when I'm talking about it? It must be Who like... gives a fuck is what I say. Just speak yeah, your truth. Yeah, mate, that's it. Speak your truth, and then, you know, people can just either fall in that's line it. or... That's no. it. I'm, I'm, I'm breaking out of that fear. This is why I tap you up about this. I think I, I, I want to speak to this. Uh, I don't, you know, whether it's two or 22 or 200 or 2,000, I want to start speaking about this. 
Mm-hmm. And, and that's what that's what my calling is. You know, uh, people see writing this. I've started a book. I can't get going with it. I want to talk about it. I'm an RAC, you know what I mean? I want to... I've still got a lot of work to do. I've got a lot of learning to do when, uh, before I get up, before I even get on a, a, you know, a physical stage and that. Because I'm a bit all over the place, like you'll see. You know, I go wandering off. And, but there's that much stuff going on. And I'm, uh, you know, it's... I think you'll find your niche, you know. I know, you know. I think you said you want to do like a documentary or something. I think you find your niche. I think you just stick with it, and maybe what you yeah. learn in these experiences, maybe it'll be shown. Like focus on this or focus on that, and yeah. then you'll find your little niche thing, and then you can really hone in and yeah. you know get the work done on it. Yeah, I mean that's that's what we've got to do. It's all about helping other people in it, and when you you know when you find. Uh, when you find a certain level of love, you understand why everything it. You don't. You, I've lost all my anger. I used to be a very angry person, like I said, and I'm not now. I still react sometimes. I'm nowhere near where I really want to be, but you ever get the? You know, it's a, it's a work in progress till the grave, isn't it? Cradles to grave, but it's like the Egyptians. You know, the um, with the scales, the way your heart, the head, yeah. the heavy hearts don't mm-hmm. make it through. The light hearts. I mean, that again. It's that's truth because. What I was taught in in these realms is it's 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 not what you've even done in your life. You could be a millionaire and you go around and you're the face of this and that charities and you're you're going around and you just want people to love you. So you set up charities. So oh, this guy's great. He's got all these charities. So everyone thinks you're a great guy, but you, you've only set them up for your own personal ego thing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or you could be another person who doesn't go around doing that, but you, it's all about your intention and where your heart is. You know what I mean? If you really do root for other people, you want well for other people. You know, even the ones who wrong you, if you understand it and you want well for them anyway, yeah, then that makes your heart light and that's what gets weighed. Not physically weighed. It's, your, it's where, you, where the intention of your heart is when you cross over, when you pass over. That determines whether, in like in the Kybalion, the Kybalion, those that commit what we perceive as wrong here will take a fall, the fallen angels. It, Nothing happens. There's nothing to fear. There's nothing ever to fear. But you will learn the lessons again. It's evolve or repeat, yeah? When you evolve and you turn to love and turn to your, your true essence, that's when you cr- climb the dimensions and that's when you start going up. And that's what the Kybalion talks about. So I, I strongly recommend that. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm going to look into that more, actually. I think it's I only 100 it. pages, man. I do it's have it on my Kindle. Page. No, I know. I've looked at it, but I got sidetracked. Oh. I get because I'll get these new books and I'll be like, oh, this book, I got to focus on this book. You know, I think when yeah, I, bought, I'm like, I when I bought that book, I also bought this other book called Thoth the Atlantean, um, which oh, is actually yeah. kind of a cool book about the Emerald Tablets yeah. of Thoth. And it talks about how our purpose in life is to transmute darkness into light. Um, yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah. That's all a good related, book. Man. I think it's all coming around. You know? Yeah, no, yeah. I mean, and then, uh, you know, the thing is, is um, I think we, everything you've said actually kind of resonates with me. I don't think you said anything. I know you keep saying, oh, people think I'm weird. I don't think you said anything that, you know, um, I think. Like it's all reflecting my own environment with what no, I'm I know. I think it's about like people other... being perceptive to it. Like I said before with that yeah. like, G- Jesus parable, it's like if they're not ready to hear it, then they're not ready to hear it. Usually yeah. you, you know who's crazy and who's not usually, you know, like Alex, yeah. Alex Jones, he's fucking crazy, you know, like. Well, even, he's, he's a plant, mate. He, yeah. He's there to yeah. make people like us look crazy. Simple right. as that. Well, no, I know. I'm just saying like 
you you can yeah. smell crazy, bro. Like you're not crazy. You're just a yeah. dude that's experiencing something that's just trying to put words yeah. to uh, these amazing metaphysical experiences. And I think yeah, that more and more people are having it. You know, you got Dick and yeah. we got Richard on here talking about the brain part of it, you know, and you know, all these pieces are gonna fit into this puzzle. We just don't know what the big picture puzzle is yet. Yeah. You know, we know it's it's kind of funneling towards love, but how we get there is kind of up to us, yeah. you know. So Love it, love, and but like it's like we said before, but don't turn away from the dark. We've got to learn about the dark, understand it, and then that's how we transmute it into light. That's that's the ultimate alchemy. It's mental transmutation. You know what I mean? And the Cambellian speaks about that. You know, um, I recommend to anybody to read that. Uh, if you don't understand it, then you're curious about ayahuasca. Go and drink ayahuasca, and then read the Cambellian, and you'll be like, "Whoa, I'm, I'm getting something's." Uh, yeah. The Egyptians worshipped DMT for a good, re strong reason. You know what I mean? It's because it was their, it was their portal to uh, the ancestors and and those that will be coming in the future as well. You know what I mean? We're all probably just taking turns in this show here. When you graduate Earth school, you go off to another, uh, a different level, and you'll get different lessons. And it's all, it's we're eternal. I, I just, I just know that. It's not. I know it sounds arrogant saying you know anything, but it's a feeling I've got. It's not in what I've seen, physically seen, and I've felt and experienced it. Yeah, but we're in a, this is a big show, and it's time to lift the veil on it. But that's what the main calendar 2012 signified. We're in it, uh, it's the apocalypse. Apocalypse originally means lifting of the veil. Um, right. Comes from we're the just Greek, a new Greek age words. man, though. You know, like you're saying, we're just in a new age of man. That doesn't mean like yeah. the end of the world or anything like that. No, yeah, not at all. There is no end. I mean, it's it's an experience. It's a hologram that's put on for us to come and experience anyway. The fact it seems so real is just well, it's supposed to, isn't it? Because if it didn't, if it wasn't as realistic as this, then it probably gets sussed out a lot sooner, wouldn't it? You know. But um, well, if we've been able to create you know virtual reality and AI, that's pretty realistic. Who's not yeah. to say we're, we're in some sort of form of that in a more biological? We are, yeah. You know? But we'll we'll never we'll never attain the level of sophistication. Oh, sure. That like I said, bro, we're in three D. There's probably infinite D. You know. Yeah. By the time you get to where you suss out, because you've like your consciousness will be open. Mankind's, you know, humankind's consciousness will be open that much. People like not interested in finding material uh, whatever it's done. Because right. I, I now know that we're doing it anyway. We're, we're the engineers behind it all, you know. We're, we're, and what spurs me on as much as anything as well is that I know now that everyone's going to find out anyway. I've got the patience. I don't care if nobody understands it until they pass on. But when, when we pass over, straight away, boom, we all know. All our life flashes before our eyes and we know that, oh, it's just that. You know what I mean? And it's... Right. It's a it's a blink in the eye of our souls, you know. Well, it's eternity in it, you know. But but that brings peace as well because so much of the shit that's going on in the world right now is caused by lack of understanding of what's going on and what we are. When people really understand what we are, and I mean on a personal level, not just by people like you know us telling them our experiences. People when people start experiencing things themselves, that's when understanding is going to start coming in a big way, and then it's just going to go within one generation. Everything's going to change, and I and I, I was shown that it's coming, and it's going, it's coming in our lifetime. Um, in what way? I've, I don't think anybody knows really. It's just because it's like a, a flower doesn't know what it's going to turn into, does it? Or a caterpillar when the before the butterfly comes out, you know, as above, so below. I would imagine maybe every time it's it's a new experience. What how this realm evolves? I don't know. 
because um, the the ancient Indians speak about this is a this is the seventh the seventh cycle we're going through. And it's the final one, so it's going to be the most amazing. I don't know. Well, there's a big particle when I know that's that. weird that it's you say that. The Urantia book talks about the ages of light and love, and that's the seventh age where music, art, knowledge, it's all going to yeah. be fucking just amazing. Um, yeah. But also, I want to touch on something you said, though. Like, we're all, no matter what, going to the same thing. You know, I, I've thought about the afterlife a lot. I've been studying a lot. We're actually trying to get something together ourselves, a possible documentary coming up here in the next year. Um, yeah. But what do you think? Okay. So the orange papers talks about you don't go to hell when you die. If you're a bad person or you embrace materialism, you actually just cease to exist. And I don't know what you have to say about that, but like, if you're, you always have another chance, except if you've completely embraced the materialism or evil, like, you know, that even though you've given this, been given this other chance, you still side with error or ignorance or whatever. Yeah. No, souls never cease to exist. That again, that's another fear, fear tactic, from and the the awakening movement is uh, it is being banded around. There's no, I, 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 you see, I went through all these levels thinking, oh, well, this will happen. Well, they can get to me soul if and all this and that. And no, you, you'll we, we'll all laugh about it when we when we get to this understanding. That's why Buddha laughed. There is there is literally no fear about anything. We will all carry on, and we will get on the other side. We'll laugh about it, and then we'll go and do another experience. What like what the Cambellian talks about? Those that the biggest abusers are those that uh, achieve enlightenment, and and then you can still use it for uh, your own self service and, and live like a god in this material realm. Yeah. Do you think these beans in their material realm are smoking DMT too? I believe <laughs> go to another the, realm. The, the, uh, yeah, no, no, I mean they're um, what, what what happens is still the old giant's marble with DMT. Yeah, well, who knows? I mean, I would imagine it's available. It? I mean, I, I hope the next experience has got it. I mean, that's all I'm <laughs> You just but say this, the word though. You don't even have to smoke. You just say DMT, and it just fucking launches <laughs> yeah. you. Well, this is it. We're walking drugs anyway, aren't we? It's already already in us. We just take substances yeah. that activate what's already there. But uh, yeah, uh, no, you don't. You don't cease to exist. You don't even get a slight rest. You're just like, well, yeah, this is that blah blah. But you didn't learn that lesson. You're gonna go and take it again, and you'll keep taking it. Apparently, there's souls here on Earth that have been here a long time. I don't know. My soul, I don't know. Again. When I first went home three years ago, when I first had my awakening, I went home to tell my parents, like, cause they, they were worried about how angry I was getting all the time. I was a real stress head. And you're going to have a bloody heart attack. And I found this peace. I was in a state of bliss for six weeks, basically. Like, a bit like Eckhart Tolle speaks about. He was in it for, like, two years. I was in this bliss right. where I was like, wow. It was like, you know, and I must admit, I freaked my wife out. I freaked everyone out around me because I didn't, I didn't, I freaked myself out. Did you always have a short temper? Was it caused by like stress or did you drink or what was it? Uh, Well, I've always been into drinking too much and, uh, Mm -hmm. you know. Drinking's poison, bro. I don't know what those spirits have to say about alcohol, but I, I've never liked it at all. It's, it's just bad stuff. I was raised in Northern England, mate, in a working class town where you you, you drink from, as soon as you can hold a beer, you you drink, mate. That's what, you know what I mean? It's a, yeah. No, it's a culture thing, yeah, and, and I know it. But alcohol keeps the vibrations lower. That it's not, you know, it's quite clear why it's the government drug of choice. Um, yeah, keeps us disconnected. You're either drunk and you're out of it, or you're hungover the next day. You can't be asked with anything. There's never going to be a revolution while everyone's drinking, is there? 
Not that there's going to be a proper revolution anyway. The revolution that's coming is a revolution of the, the soul, of the self. Yeah, the mind, yeah. The mind, yeah. Um, psychedelic revolution. That we're, we're, you know, we're at the start of it now, really. Um, but, no, I was really angry. So, and, I, and I went home and um, I found this piece. I thought, I've got to tell my mum and dad about this. They're going to love it. <laughs> mom, um, I asked my mum, I said, Luke... Um, I said, I want, you, I want you to think, what were I like as a kid? Because I remember my auntie telling me that I was like a golden child. I never cried about anything. I was just always content with being. I never cried. I just sat there. And uh, people thought it was a bit strange because why, why doesn't he cry? He's always happy. What's wrong with him? <laughs> it's like, well, right. maybe I just had this understanding behind me, behind my eyes. I don't know. Because when I was three, my mum told me. She just came out with it. You know, I, said, I, I remember very clearly because my auntie, her sister, had just got back from Australia. Now, back in 1980... That's a trip of a lifetime, and that's why it's stuck in her mind. She said, you just sat there one morning, you looked up at me, and you said, Mum, he said, I, I used to live in another world <laughs> where there's uh, nobody wore clothes. <laughs> and now when I think about that, that sounds like a mature civilization, yeah, because clothes are mature, ultimately, aren't they? It's like, yeah. oh, cover your butt up. It's like, what? I, I do like clothes, though. I'm into fashion. You know, I love it, but <laughs> they are immature. You know what I mean? Um it's all about covering up your, your bits and, you know, that shit. No, well, we're very immature about sex. It's either yeah, that's why, that's why people you know, like hide everything. You know, that's why people hide um, tons of shit that they're yeah, into. It's, yeah. it's, it's illegal for us to walk around in our birthday suits. I mean, Isn't it? You know, it's crazy. You know, you could, get, you, you could go to jail for that, you know. But, <laughs> we come into um, the world like this, but then we have to add to it. Yeah. To so, I mean, again, I don't know. I mean, that it's... Everything else that's been going on with me and what I, what I was shown, you know, I, I I was taken to this place where I believe is where this world was when I, I said, but I, that's what I told my mum when I was three. I'm like, what was maddest was when she was telling me, it wasn't like, no way far out. I just like, I thought to myself, I already know this. I sort of remember. It sounds familiar, weird. But it just felt right. And then I came home and that's when I started learning about indigos and all that and all these, you know, I'm not big into the all the star seeds. Whatever, people, we've all got our own angles of how we have this away, you know, we, we start learning about the knowledge. But uh, but like I said, the feeling I got, it just felt right. It made sense to me. Um, so I don't know, you know. Um, I've got this, since I woke up, I've got this feeling in me where I want to help everybody else. I want everyone else to experience what I'm experiencing. I mean, I don't want to run for hills with this. I want to dive straight into a, into the masses and the, the population and say, look, Look what can be achieved here, and I'm I'm a nothing. You know what I mean? I'm I'm nobody, but what I've, I used to think I was nobody. No, I know I'm everybody. You know what I mean? But uh, yeah. we can all do this, and it's just stop being distracted from the the mainstream nonsense. And it's it's hard to into people with that, but I'm passionate about it now, and I'm not going to stop doing it. You know, and I don't care who wants to come and shut me up. No one's <laughs> shutting me up, and there's a lot of people I know that aren't going to be shut up. Come and get me. <laughs> and we'll have a sit there and we'll talk about it. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. Well, let's let's not, actually let's end it there. I think that's the perfect way to end it. You know, because not, yeah, nothing to fear to anybody. My message to everybody is: fear is not real. Kyrie Irving knows about it. You know, Boston Celtics player. <laughs> he, he's clued up. You know, look at his. You know what he's into. Fear is not real. It's here to teach us. And the people that are our teachers to give us the fear lesson don't fear them either. You know, I'm not saying, certainly don't ignore them, spread knowledge about what's going on, but 
when understanding comes, we realize we're all doing it anyway. It's all. I think he's a great basketball player, but I don't. I mean, he's a flat earther. I don't know if I can take him seriously knowing oh that. yeah well i know yeah mate luke again i do i, do, <laughs> I thought that's what you were gonna say i got nervous like, <laughs> earth shape tennis and all that i'm again it's people are waking up in their own ways and uh, right 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 i get what you're I'm saying not a, cool discuss it but but then move on from it people right. are stuck when people are more concerned about what shape the earth is as opposed to what's happening to children here you know, yeah. and I'm no, I, I look, I, I get it. I, I'm also a science guy, though, too. I, I can't really deny everything you said up, you know, this whole time has made 100% sense. But like, there's part of me always, too, you know, from my spiritual side of things that always counter is counterbalanced with science, too. Just because yeah. I think that the only way to to get this message out, too. You know, like you're, you're you're worried about credibility and people taking you for what you're saying. And, and, and I think people will, because like I said, it's the people ready to hear it. But part of me too, like when we do this podcast, it's like, you know, I can't really take flat earth seriously because the people are so fucking out of their mind with their comments. Yeah. And they're not correct. even on the spiritual level. They're not on the same trip oh. as us. They're on a, they're out to prove something that does, like you're saying, it doesn't even matter. So like that's their not, main, no. you know, that's their main trip and we'll do a whole episode about that in the future but yeah i mean I, uh, i'd love to talk about that again i'm, I'm not you know i mean i've got a pal in england who's a, a staunch flat earth and i'm like man well when, when you want to when you want to discuss anything else come and see me mate because um i'm exhausted with that stuff i mean i've only dipped into it anyway i'm not yeah. i'm you know again I don't want to alienate anybody. I want to include everybody. There's something. No, I'm not, I'm not making fun of anybody, but I'm just saying, like, you have to, be, you got to adhere to reason and logic, too. Like, the whole point of this move, you know, movement is yeah. to add credibility, not to take yeah. credibility. Because the second somebody that you're trying to get to listen to you about these things that actually matter, the only way, you know, the old uh, saying, you catch more bees with honey, you know, you're not going to. Yeah. By deterring right. people and fighting with people, like you said, about what shape the earth is. Well, we've all come to the conclusion that, you know, even the fucking Greeks knew that the earth was round during, you know, the golden years or the yeah. golden age. So um, it, we just got to do our best and spread the love and spread the light. And I think what That's you're doing is, abso is absolutely amazing. And I think your perspective on stuff for, you know, you said you've only been into this for three years. I think you have amazing you know depth and understanding about what a lot of people spend their whole life you know trying to Thank figure you. out yeah you know, i'm I've, I've, I, again i've not i've got a lot to learn we all have and i'm never going to stop learning but um what I've accumulated so far and my own experience i want to get it out there and uh, i i thank you very much for giving me the opportunity to come on here Thanks for coming. Cool guys. Yeah, thanks um, for coming on. It's been it's been enlightening for us too. We learn every time we have somebody new on, we absolutely learn ourselves and that's the whole point yeah. is to get the message out but also to learn something in the process and you know, we'll have you back on in the future and after you've maybe you've had a couple cool, more experiences man. and have a couple more breakthroughs and you can bring be. some of those uh, experiences back to us and we can get them out there and yeah, like I said, we appreciate you uh coming on, man. Oh yeah, cheers. Thank brother. you. Cheers. Have a um, splendid time. And again, um, let's stay in touch. And uh, if everyone wants to come back on about anything else, again, I'll probably um, be at a totally different perspective this time next year after some more uh, journeys. I don't know. But um, yeah. onwards and upwards, guys. We're all yeah. going up. There's a lot of beauty coming. Let's spread the love and uh, keep doing what we're doing, yeah? Sure. Awesome, man. Thank all you. Right, guys.